Hello, everybody. My name is Mike. And this is Matthew over here. We're doing uh, We Are the Batman. You have a better voice. You do it. Why am I saying it? Welcome for another episode of We Are the Batman. We are delving into all things Batman, be it comics, television, movies, anything in the Batman mythos, video games, what have you. Um, and today, for this one, we want to do something um, a little just, I don't want to say different, mostly because we're like only a couple episodes into the show, so different isn't really mean anything, but... Um, we had a, a passing recently in the world of comic books, especially in the world of Batman. Uh, Mr. Neil Adams uh, departed this world, and we wanted to just take a moment to talk about him and his work and his contributions to the world of Batman. Um, it, just to give you a little bit of background on Neil, uh, Neil uh, worked on the Batman uh, the Brave and the Bold, Detective Comics, Green Lantern, Green Arrow. Um, he did a lot of work with Marvel as well. Um, he uh, received numerous awards from the Inkwell Awards, the Shazam Awards, the Alley Awards. Um, he has, and he was uh, a member of the uh, Inkwell Awards Joe Sinat Hall of Fame in 2019. Um, just a long, involved career in the world of comics, and we are going to delve into uh, his contributions into the world in the world of Batman, uh, especially today. Yeah. Um, Matt, anything you'd like to say before we get started here? Uh, I would be remiss to say that he was also one of the strongest and first advocates for creators' rights. He finds out that the two guys that created Superman are basically living poor poor is all get out can't even afford rent they have no medical like anything and he kind of champions them to warner brothers dc to go like guys like i know it was a business deal in the past but we have to take care of these men like they are the guys so he he did that a lot so the fact that you know i would dare say what he started doing at that time is what eventually becomes image or is kind of the the forefront or the precursor of, of those guys eventually going like, wait a minute, why are we bothering? <laughs> yeah. But I think he, you know, so to me, not only very talented, not only awesome, but also just like a good person in general to actually like he had nothing to gain mm. by batting for those two gentlemen and for that going forward. But um, he did. And that was definitely just not something people did at that time. And he was in, you know, he passed away at the, at the, at the age of 80 years old um, and was working up until the day he died. Um, he was still working, still writing. He had a couple of series get, get pushed due to COVID, but he was still working right up until uh, his final days. And so let's, let's get into, there's two particular uh, things in, in two things in particular that I want to talk about is one is his run with um, with Batman, but also his work on Green Lantern, Green Arrow, the Green Green Lantern, Green Arrow series they did because both of those were done by him and also famed writer De uh, Denny O'Neill, who passed away a couple of years ago. Um, and what the two of these men did together with Batman and DC and did for the world of comics is is I mean, nothing short of legendary. To start things off, uh, both it was it was Neil it was Neil Adams and Denny O'Neill who brought Batman back to being kind of a darker character. In yes, up, up to that point, it was very campy, based off of the Adam West series, which was fine; it had its place. But it was the two of them together that were like, mm, we can go back to being darker, and and really were one of the big names in using comics to 
address real world issues, which is something I think we take kind of take for granted these days. Um, yeah. Do you know which of the how do you realize how many major which two major Batman characters these guys created, Matt? Uh, I believe so. I know one of them is definitely Ra's al Ghul. Yes, Ra's al Ghul um, and Man Bat. Man Bat. That's they, interesting. The two of them created Ra's al Ghul and Man Bat, and also brought back Two Face because Two Face was a character that hadn't been used since like the beginning of the sixties. And they brought him back in 71. Well, and I see the the thing that I have always appreciated about him, especially when you get into his art style, is like up until about 10 years ago, if you thought of Batman, the picture, the look you're thinking of was not even a cover, but a panel he had drawn of Batman running. Like that iconic hand forward, other hand back, the cape curled into wings. It was a panel. (laughs) <laughs> and that is what has like iconically been what we think of Batman. Um, and yeah, you're, you're talking about somebody who was involved in so many different landmarks, the famous cover of speedy with the drugs, that whole run. But even up to, you know, some of the more recent stuff where he actually, one of the last works of his that I read was his Batman versus racial ghoul miniseries. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. So good. And, and that was only three years ago. Yeah. Unfortunately, unfortunately that one um, was, yeah. Cause I remember that one was the one of the ones that got delayed because of COVID. Um, and it's, it's just an amazing run. It's, it's very clear that, that he had such a strong hold on, uh, uh, on, on this character. Um, you know, he, obviously being, being this amazing artist that he is and coming up with these designs, as well as like the work that he had with like, like, like think about like the Joker as we know him nowadays as being this kind of crazy homicidal maniac. I mean, that was, that was Denny O'Neill and Neil Adams. They came up with that. They were like, he, we need, he, we could do a lot more with Joker than what's been done. And yeah, that green lantern, green arrow comic where they deal, where they, where they dealt with um, speedy's drug addiction. I mean, that, that's such a, that was one of those first moments because, because there was a lot of pushback on that because the parents didn't want, you know, we don't want to talk about drugs and our kids combo. It's like, well, no, but it's, it's in there to, to tell them not to do it. Yeah. It's a, it is not a story of let's get involved in this. No, it's not train spotting where you see how fun it can be. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> spotting comic book coming soon to a store near you. Uh, yes. It was. Um, yeah. No, yeah. I, I, it is it is just amazing, this guy's work. And, and what, like you're saying, is every character he touches, it is a re, almost like a soft reboot and a reimagining, but also just brings that character into a as much of a grounded realism as you can in a comic book, mm-hmm. but also just, just, just amazing. You know, he, he does alter the way Batman is drawn the way he looks he gets him away from this kind of like early you know 60s early 70s like big smiling guy where he's stoic and he's dark and he's in the shadows and he's he's lean he's not this big hulking guy yeah and and the athleticism because i mean you know you definitely have to think about you know you got you the the idea of an action hero from the 40s and 50s and part of the 60s is like the bigger dude yeah, but then as you get into 
more athletic men, more, I mean, he wasn't quite doing martial arts, but you do start seeing like, you know, the Bruce Lee influence comes in. Actors begin to become more lean and more in shape. And there's more of that there that he, in my opinion, that's what he kind of brings to comic books is kind of leaning these dudes out and giving more detail than had been done before. I'm actually, I'm reading through some stuff right now and I, I didn't know this, but he was also, he and he and Denny O'Neill are the ones who created the John Stewart Green Lantern. Yes. That, that I didn't know. So again, it's just, it's clear. And then also he had a lot, he did a lot of work on the uncanny X-Men, which again, just plays into his idea of using this, this, this mentality that he and O'Neill had of using comic books to deal with these real world issues. The X-Men obviously famously is known for, uh, uh, being a metaphor on you know on racism and, and things like that so yeah it's it, neil adams was was one of those guys who both in the in real life and in comics was very much an advocate for others and making sure that that the world was they were being the world was doing right by them um whether we're talking about uh jerry siegel and john schuster for uh getting their pensions for superman or whether we're talking about the work they did with uh, with the character of Speedy in Green Green Arrow, which I think was in the um, Snowbirds Don't Fly, is what I think it was called. Um, yes, and, yeah, and and just seeing everything that 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 he put into it, there there aren't gonna there aren't many people quite like Neil Adams who um, take their role that seriously as. Matt gets a call from the enterprise uh, <laughs> um, who take, who take their role in something like comic books so seriously and knowing just what kind of good can be done with it. Yes. And just from a, like, you know, story-wise design-wise, he just, you know, he's all over the map, you know, you don't know this or most people don't realize like he's the one who create, he updated Dick Grayson's Robin costume, but they didn't, at the time they were you, you didn't do retcon so they're like well we'll just give that to the next robin and that's why tim drake's robin costume looks like that because why? he wanted to update robin's costume why he got pants yeah why he got pants why yeah. tim drake got pants yeah you're welcome kids yeah so <laughs> but no i yeah. <laughs> yeah we talked about that with batman the cult of like why is he in underwear but it's just what he was at the time neil adams hadn't drawn him yet um, yeah but once neil he's like okay look can we give this kid pants yeah, he he saw he saw the Saturday Night Live sketch. Let's let's give him pants. All right. No, his his uh, influence across the board, even getting into when he does continuity comics or, you know, that company where they did stuff for motion pictures. They have their own. The comics were kind of they were interesting, but it doesn't take off as much. There's the indie film market was pre image was at best, um, you know very low level as far as people actually reading it right but um you know the, the, the comic book comic book, uh artists and writers weren't quite the rock stars they become in the mid to, to to early 90s but he is involved in so many different things and making so many different changes and just updating everything he gets involved in well, yeah, because when when he and when he and Denny O'Neill were getting involved in in comics, especially with Batman in particular, because you know they both came over from Marvel and were like, "Look, Marvel's doing this. There's no reason why DC can't do this as well." Yeah, and and that's that plays into the idea of like, yes, we know DC and Marvel borrow from each other all the time. That's fine, but 
honestly, that just helps again, you know, a rising tide raises all ships and taking those influences to, to DC, which was, which was playing heavily into the family friendly campy kid stuff because of the popularity of Adam West's Batman series. And that was their way of saying, look, this show is long. It's, it's been over for years. We need to get away from that. We need to go back to seeing what we can really do with our stories. And now the things that we take for granted is just being the norm with some of these stories and these, and these takes on these characters. Uh, Neil Adams was a massive part in making those things, making those things a reality. Yeah, so. definitely, definitely. It's it's a, you know, I always feel weird saying somebody who reached 80, it's tragic that they died because <laughs> he yeah. definitely lived a very full life, you know, yeah. two marriages, lots of kids, very well respected, very well loved, tons of influences. Uh, but it is always hard when somebody who is that much of an icon passes, even though we know it's coming. Yeah. For some of these guys that we've loved for so long, um, it still isn't an easy thing to to kind of hear, especially out of the blue like that. You know, you know, we have we have some people who you know, like like Stan Lee. We were all waiting. <laughs> we knew it was coming. <laughs> like the dude was in his nineties. Like when Betty are we getting? We we knew Betty White was coming. The timing yeah. of it was just awful, but we knew it was coming. Yeah, but Neil Adams being eighty. I, I mean, I didn't realize he had been that old. But that's also that weird thing of like, oh, yeah, because, you know, he started in comics 50 years ago. <laughs> yeah, true. So, but. um, And it, what a and what a 50 year career it has been. I mean, the man did a lot with 50 years in comics. Right. Again, working until he died. Um, we're not going to see too many more quite like him, at least not in our lifetime. And so we we send all of our love and respect in the world to. Uh, Neil's family and to those who worked with him and knew him best. Um, and we thank him for decades of entertainment and thought provoking reads and just everything he's done for comics at large and in, in the Batman mythos, especially. Um, and, you know, I'm going to go the behind the scenes stuff. He did everything he did for the guys who created Superman, everything he did for creators rights in general. Um, I I have every issue of Green Lantern Green Arrow. I might go read it now. That's a good go idea. Afternoon. So uh, let us know if you guys are if you guys are fans of of Neil Adams and Denny O'Neill. Uh, let us know some of you maybe your favorite covers or your favorite things they contributed uh, to the world of comics. Uh, and let us know. You can let us know on Twitter. You can find me on Twitter at Mister Mike Shea. I am on Twitter as Mister J Ninja. It's just the letter J. And uh, with that being said, we'll see you guys next time for another installment of We Are the Batman. Should I say it? I'm going to say it. Same bat time, same bat podcast channel. Excellent. Bye. Bye.